0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast
1: with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, Civilized Barking, Zach Jackson here. Um, It is Wednesday, I believe it's August 18th. You'll be listening to this Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Um, Thank you for listening, thank you for reading Train Camp. Uh, The days are starting to run together, quite frankly. So I'm recording this about 24 hours before the Giants come in, and um, we assume business picks up at, at training camp. So these are days... That uh, Kevin Stefanski has head circled, that the Browns have head circled, that those of us who are there every day have certainly head circled. Uh, the competition will go up a notch, the tempo will go up a notch, and the Browns will get the work. Uh, and, and Stefanski says they're about the work. Um, it's just been different, you know. It's been a very cautious camp. It's been a very deliberate camp. Uh, I agree with the philosophy of sitting guys. If they're a little bit injured, I agree with resting the veterans. Um, everything is scripted. In training camp, everything from what they're going to run on a certain day to, uh, you know, in what order they work on it. You know, one day it's red zone. One day it's goal line. One day it's this Um, 11 on none or just seven on seven. The next day it's the same drill or or maybe a couple extra plays in, Um, you know, in an 11 on 11 environment is you get gradual. So when, when you bring the Giants in. You know, both teams are doing the work and they're they're pretty much doing the same thing, but the tempo goes up. It's not going to be tackling to the ground, but there'll be one-on-ones, you know, tight ends versus linebackers, one-on-ones receivers versus corners, guards versus defensive tackles. In seven-on-seven, the defenses will be out there communicating and they'll be seeing different plays, different receivers, different quarterbacks. And then the 11-on-11 sessions are pretty much scrimmages. They're controlled scrimmages. Um, each team is going to have a two-minute situation each day. There's going to be a red zone um, on Friday, but you know, basically, even if you guys play in the preseason, you know, you can't control how a game goes, especially when second and third teamers are in there. Or some combination of it. So, uh, if the fancy wants to see four extra plays of third and short, he can do it, right? If he wants to set the ball on a certain hash mark and uh, on fourth and eleven in a joint practice, they can do it. So. Um, You know, if he wants to mix and match certain guys, play the starters, but sub someone else at right tackle. You know, um, let A.J. Green, the young corner, play with the starters for a little bit, for example. You know, Anthony Walker will be out there. Um, frankly, they need to see more of Jacob Phillips. They need to see more of J.O.K. Okay. So... Mixing and matching certain things, going like that in special teams. Um, if you follow the Browns, you know every every kicking play remains at least a little bit of an adventure. So, um, get out there and pretty much full speed. You know, not tackling to the ground, not guys blasting each other um, as they do on kickoffs on Sunday afternoons. But you're working full speed, your guys against what they don't know is coming, or at least against you know other competitive. Um, In a competitive environment, I guess. And and that's really where you get a true evaluation. It's where you get the good work as we start to ramp. You know, it was back on July 27th when this started, and the season was a long way away. So the season's still three plus weeks away, but it's here. Um, We're under two weeks until the final cut. You know, that's been moved up this year. In the next 10 days, the Browns will play each of their last two preseason games. So um, we're moving right along. This is a good time for this. Teams are doing it around the league. Some teams do two of these joint practices. The Browns only decided to do one. Stefanski and Joe Judge go way back to high school. Um, Joe Judge is a coach of the Giants, of course. So so they were able to get together uh, when the NFL came and said, hey, this, these are going to be the preseason opponents. They were able to put the logistics, lay it out, and and they think that that relationship will, will lead to practice superseding punching. And look, the, these environments, guys are tired, guys are pissed off, and guys are fighting. I remember going back really a long time, the Butch Davis days, when I was young and working for the Browns. They did this at least twice, maybe three times actually, with the Buffalo Bills. And there would be fights like crazy, and, and they would be on special teams. And, and you think about it now, um, you would have a third or fourth team guy who knows his only shot of making the roster of special teams. And he's been hyped up for a week by his position coach, by his teammates that you're going to get out there and make an impression not only to your team but to this team as a punt gunner, right? Um, you don't get to go live on those, and so in those drills, your juices are flowing, those other guys' juices are flowing, uh, the speed and the intensity are ramped way up from where they were previously, and of course, you're trying to make that impression, and those guys get after each other, and, and it's understandable. Now, I don't want to fight anybody ever unless my DoorDash order is messed up, but for these guys, they're doing it, and you know, I, I laid out in an article last week. I think there are 39 locks to make the Browns roster. I think there are seven more players who are, who are close to locks. And so that leaves seven spots and about 15 guys who realistically could make it, you know, barring injuries and trades and waiver claims or, or whatever else. Um, so, yeah, so the, the competition is real. So, you know, you're getting 16 guys on the practice squad, and all of those matter. The Browns are trying to play 19, 20, 21 weeks this year, guys. Um, they're going to need depth. They're looking to evaluate guys here, um, and the first thing is: is are you ready if called upon? You know, they're not looking at guys forty-nine to fifty-five to win the Super Bowl. That's for Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry, right? But are you ready if we need a body to play on kickoff team? Um, over the course of the year, you're going to need five corners. You're probably going to need six or seven corners. Who can win those jobs? Who can give you quality reps? You know, often just out of nowhere. And it happened last year with COVID obviously in the Browns in in December and January were hit especially hard by it. But you know, I look in in these scrimmages for for rotations the first day and the first time through in these joint practices, I should say. And then you put an A.J. Green in, right? And then you put the rookie safety LeCount in out of nowhere and let them work, see how they handle that uh, a little bit of an uncomfortable environment. So again, this is This is Wednesday, Um, two light practices for the week are over, giving way to the two joint practices. The news of the day Wednesday, Grant Delpit uh, re-aggravated the hamstring injury. So, you know, it's disappointing you feel for the kid. Um, But right now, again, I just talk about can you be ready to play? And he has spent the entire camp, with the exception of four or five days now, on the sideline. So who's next? Richard LeCount, you ready to play? MJ Stewart, hamstring, right? Sheldrick Redwine ankle for two weeks. So we'll see who's next, but LeCount, the fifth round pick um, immediately comes to mind and we'll see what the Browns do. You know, waiver wire and trades last year was the least active waiver wire ever um, in early September. And that's because there was no preseason guys. So there was no preseason tape to do this. Um, I do think the Browns will, will be active in that. I do think they'll be active, you know, potentially in the trade market. I'm not talking about big name trades, but You know, the Browns might have some interior offensive linemen. Drew Forbes comes to mind. that could help another team. Um, You know, I I don't think they're moving on from David Njoku, specifically with the Carlson injury. You know, I don't think they're looking to trade a big-name guy, but you never know. And and you don't want to be desperate with it. You want to keep your depth. But when you are a team that has at least two or three or four other guys, and maybe it's five or six, but let's say it's two or three or four other guys that you know can play for other teams and you figure will get claimed – We'll see. You know, the unfortunate truth of these joint practices and two more preseason games is guys are going to have or have happened to them what happened to Stephen Carlson and Ryan Switzer, and they're going to get hurt. So um, a specific example is two years ago when the Browns went to Indy for these joint practices. Guys came out of their hurt um, and and spent the year on IR or never caught up. Sioni Taki, for example, never caught up, only played five games, special teams. You know, he was playing, and then the second day of joint practices, he wasn't playing. He missed the rest of the preseason. He was a rookie, and he fell behind. So uh, it's way too early for for anything on that. We're still waiting to see Odell do anything but individual drills. You know, we're not seeing Miles. We're not seeing Clowney. We're not seeing Denzel. If we see them against the Giants, I'll be surprised. If we see them at all in the preseason, well, I never expected um, to see that, and I get it. <clears throat> the other thing I, I want to make sure – that we talk about here. And I promise um, I'm going to get to a couple of other things anyway, in case you're listening to this after the joint practices, or if those are just not your thing, but you know, with practices being scripted, they're installing things, they're working on specific things. Sometimes they're, they're addressing areas of weakness or, you know, plays that they, they really weren't good at last year. That's what practice is for, right? So sometimes it's choppy. They add the heavy legs and the humid conditions and all that, and it can get a little ugly. Well, when they went to the stadium practice that day and they ramped up the intensity, you started seeing more of Kevin Stefanski's plays, right? You started to see more runs that led to more play actions and bootlegs and misdirections and the crossing routes to get guys open. And I remember that day specifically, right away, in team drills, they ran one of their best bootlegs, and Baker looked comfortable doing it and got out and threw a perfect pass, and Austin Hooper dropped it. and That set a bad tone for the rest of that practice, right? So... I guess my point is you're, I haven't seen a ton great from the passing game. Um, not at all, Not from the first passing game at all. I expect to see better in these two days because I expect to see them run their better plays, and I expect to see a pep in the step of Jarvis, of Baker, um, relying on this offensive line that is so good, you know, to sell these run fakes and to create some holes. I mean, Kareem Hunt is dying to get out there. And, and not play touch football anymore. So he's not going to be fully blasting guys to the ground. Uh, but this is a guy that doesn't dance much. This is a guy that tries to run through you and invites contact. And it will be fun uh, because, as I mentioned, it will be competitive, and, and they'll be picking up the tempo um, more than a little bit. You know, I talked about the fights and stuff. We'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, as far as the injuries, you know, we're, we're all over that too. Um, I'm going to get to – I'm just going to start listing some guys that look good um, that are worth talking about. And and Donovan Peoples-Jones comes to mind that since day one of camp. um, Coming out of the first preseason game, Demetrik Felton has to be on this list, the sixth-round rookie. Wide receiver running back this week because they want to get him his reps. Um, In talking with Coach Stefanski, he basically said Demetrik is smart enough and quick enough to do both. They've trusted him to learn both. He's probably played more receiver than running back because they've been thin um, via injuries and guys sitting out at that position, but they want to get him some looks at running back. You know, you watch him play in the games. He's a confident route runner. Um, he's starting to get involved in the kick return game a little bit. And you know, to me, all signs point to demetri Felton being your punt returner, maybe your kick returner too. I, I think right now Demetric Felton's making this team. I really do. So uh, I would have said he's a bubble guy, and he's certainly an intriguing guy. But, man, he just it seems to be like – the confidence is growing every day, and, and that shows.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right.
1: Davion Davis, um, what a story. Not in camp the first five days. They call him because they need someone. Small college player. Been in camp, been on a practice squad before, and he comes in ready. And he makes that high point touchdown catch on a really well-thrown ball down in Jacksonville. And then this week, um, carries that over. You know, it's like the confidence carried over, and guys are targeting him in practice, and he's getting open. Uh, I think he even got a few number one reps on Wednesday. I know on Tuesday... Um, and pardon me if my days are screwed up because we are getting into the fourth week at camp here. Um, Keenum targets him on a deep ball and he runs a great route and he runs right underneath it and, and, and they go with it. So, you know, can he make this team? I don't know. Can he make somebody else's team? Can he make the practice squad and help this team win a game in October or November? Yeah, maybe, you know, you, you, just don't know. Um, right now, Anthony Schwartz is not in, in the short term plans, you know, um, we, we haven't seen Jamarcus Bradley, who, who, who's caught a lot of, lot of passes. You know, he misses a day of practice with a neck injury. Next guy up, Davion Davis, make these plays. So he, he's really helped himself there. Drew Forbes, as I mentioned, is interesting. You know, hasn't played a lot with the second team here, is a draft pick of the old regime, and opted out of last year. But when you look at him as a small college left tackle who was making a transition to the NFL, there was always going to be a growth period um drafted him on traits, natural strength and you know get down in the trenches and be athletic enough to go get guys the Browns love that in their guards obviously. And so the more he plays, his first time in this offense, his first time playing football in a couple of years, the more he pushes for a roster spot. Can he play tackle? I don't know. Can he play center? I don't know. Get his chances, right? So um certainly worth watching there on the defensive line malik mcdowell's back in practice you know he is just a monstrous human being we know the pedigree there we know he's been in the nfl for four years and hasn't played a game so is that probably more of a practice squad continue develop situation yeah but you know he gets in these games and and he flashes you never know so um you know the, the most interesting guys in the preseason and in these practices continue to be Togi, the rookie, and Jordan, Jordan Elliott, the second year guy. But you know, when you look at, at Malik Jackson being 31 and and the other guys from last year being gone, defensive tackle is an area of concern. Specifically, you know, no attack McKinley in practice, no sign of when he's coming back. Although I did hear on the Browns official radio show that there's some optimism he will be back. Um, so there's chances here. Cameron Malvo, practice squad guy last year, getting number one reps. Porter Gustin, guy that's hung around the roster for a year and a half, getting number one reps. Joe Jackson, waiver claim last year, you know, first guy in, off the bench. I mean, these guys, the next two days and the next two weeks are fighting for their NFL lives. And, you know, the Browns chose to punt on pass rush in the draft. Well, at some point, even if everybody comes back and everybody's good, Malvo, Jackson, Gustin are going to be called upon. and These guys can make a lot of money and, and make big plays doing it. You know, Port Augustin didn't st- show up on the stat sheet last year in the regular season much. One of the heroes in Pittsburgh. MJ Stewart got torched last year um, when he was in. One of the heroes in both Pittsburgh games in January, right? So you just never know. Um, I do think LeCount looked good. Uh, obviously, you would you would think for a late-round rookie – that he's coming along um, Ronnie Harrison back in practice. But if you look at Delpit being down and Ronnie Harrison still being on a pitch count, you know, Javante Moffitt's been in there. LeCount's the next guy up and those guys just have to take advantage of their opportunities. I don't know what's going on with the Keegan competition, but I would have told you it's not really a competition before. And now I don't think that's true. I think it's Chase McLaughlin versus Cody Parkey. Um, and, and although I think Parkey's still the leader, I think it's those two versus whoever else becomes available in the league. I mean, Cody Parkey's longest kick last year, guys, was 46 years old. He comes out in practice last week. He has two perfect days, and to start the third session, he misses an extra point. This team, there's too much at stake for this team. They can't do it. If there's an upgrade available, a kicker, they have to do it. So we'll see. Maybe Cody Parkey in the next two weeks kicks himself back into the job. I won't be one bit surprised if it happens. My read on it now is the competition is on. You know, JoJo Natson trying to hold off Felton, trying to get that roster spot. Can he do it? I I don't know. Um, One observation I would have was Steven Carlson being down. I think right now you're at three tight ends. You're at Hooper, Njoku, and Bryant, who obviously are all going to be on the team. You would want four in a Stefanski offense, and Steven Carlson had carved out a, route, a, a role for himself as a blocker, as a special teams player, those things. Now I think you look at you can keep Andy Janovich, which you're probably going to do anyway. You can keep Dearness Johnson as your third running back and Felton being that utility player. So, I'm not saying that's how it goes. I'm saying Carlson's a guy that I would have had making the 53 and he's out. So one bubble guy obviously makes it and and we'll see. Um, And, and you know, you'll still have guys coming off the IR to to clear a couple things up here. um, If you go on IR in training camp, you're done for the season. IR to return does not start until active rosters are set. So Carlson's done for the season. Switzer's done for the season. If a guy Delpit or someone else has to go on IR, then they're going to have to go on the 53 and then go on the IR. So, you know, with the practice squad rules and COVID still being a thing, um, and COVID call ups again being valid till 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday, you know, your practice squad is still going to matter. It's just for the Browns who spent so long atop the waiver wire. Um, you cut some guys, you're going to worry about losing them before they get back on your practice squad. And if they, the longer they stay on your practice squad, You know, each week the rest of the league has a chance to come and get them. So we'll see what happens there. This is a good roster. Um, You know, it's a a really impressive team. And I think when the real football starts and it hasn't started, I keep saying the offensive line makes them different. The combination of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt make them different. Um, Potentially Clowney getting in there makes them different. So we'll see. You know, really promising out of JOK. Still has a long way to go <clears throat> as a rookie. Still has to prove he can take on blocks. But, man, the speed, the range, those were obvious in preseason game one, right? Really impressive. Um, Mac Wilson having a strong camp. Probably out of, of the contact stuff this week. But um, they feel like they dodged a bullet considering he went down early in the preseason game. And they hope that he'll only miss, you know, a week or so. Anthony Walker back. Had a knee injury. Admitted he feared the worst. Um, he's back in. So, that's kind of where the Browns stand. Um, my partner, Dan Duggan, um, who covers the Giants, will be in. I don't know, full podcast. We might. Jason Lloyd will be there, I think, both days. Uh, I'm not positive on that. I think he'll at least be there tomorrow. Again, all these days are running for me, but he'll be at the game Sunday as well. So we'll have another podcast. We'll have more updates. You know, Keep following along. We appreciate you reading. We appreciate you checking with us and, and following along. So it's a season of high expectations and high goals. I think they're in reach. Um, it's still three weeks away and then it's 17, 18 weeks, uh, to get there. But, but these next two days will be interesting. I don't know that we'll learn a lot about the Browns as a whole, but the Browns will hit the gas pedal a little harder than they've hit it to this point. It'll feel like football and we'll get a little closer to the ones that count as we keep getting a little closer to September 12th and a really big game, uh, in Kansas city, um, huge game for 30 spotlight window for the opener but you already knew that if you're listening to this podcast so again thank you for for reading and following and uh we'll be back with another podcast soon talk to you soon